something like upstairs, which was the pop art section where there's huge Andy Warhols, and it was like the 60s reimagined, and it's all United States stuff. You go from post-World War II Germany, darkness, sadness, difficulty, upstairs to, to post, post-World War II America. We got pop art and stuff, and it's Andy Warhol, and it's color, 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 color. Da, 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 and big cars, and everybody, and it was all of that, like and color. Dots. And dots, yeah. yeah. Like, it was like everything's a cartoon, and life is a repetition, and everything's great, and everybody wins. I like Lichtenstein. Yeah, he, there was, I mean, it was the, the, the just, but the from floor, <laughs> it's like five to floor six, where it's similar time period, and you're just like, and I wonder if I'm sure that they curated it so that that message comes across. Oh, and there was this crazy thing at the top, which was really neat, and it was an installation in a huge room with a big movie going and another kind of movie happening. And it was really, really super. And there were these uh, like 3D things happening too. But it was all a response to global, the melting of the polar ice caps. And it was like really good. But it was, you had to like sit there and chill out for like the whole, like I think I was in there for like, 12 minutes and there's a huge screen that's weird shit's happening on but you figure it out eventually what's happening and then there's over in the corner there's this other big sound and there's water and it's just basically like the melting of a polar ice cap or this crazy water and then there's this crazy sounds coming and getting louder as the movie's getting as the thing in front of you is changing and then the art and then people are coming in and out and they're part of it too and it's like whoa so that was neat because I mean, it was super modern and political and dark and light and beautiful, but also scary. There was a lot going on with it. So I was like, all right. Anyways, <laughs> that was, so that was my, that was, the MoMA right now has some really interesting things in it. And then so does the Asian Art Museum. I'm going to check out that African diaspora one, which is on mission. It's right around That's the corner. Mad. I got yeah, confused mad. with the MoMA. And there's, there's a, uh, a museum of craft design that's on that I've never been to and I'm very interested in it because it's like modern craft and like weaving and mosaic and I don't know what people are crafting right now but I'm down man. where's I, that at on third street okay so it's off the T line I guess um but I want to yeah I want to with the dog patch I think so before oh. Bayview in Dogpatch, maybe? Yeah, oh my gosh. So I've been bypassing this place. Yeah, I want it. So, but that was the only reason I looked into all of this is that everyone, you can look into it online. If you have an EBT, if you're struggling in this city because some of us are artists and it's hard, and some of us work for nonprofits and it's hard, and some of us are teachers and you're not getting paid enough, and maybe even firemen, and you're just mm -hmm. like, ah, okay. And, you, and you're on EBT, you get. Four free tickets to over 22 museums in the city. And if you have kids, you can go to the Children's Creativity Museum. And holy fuck, if you are babysitting for a day or if you're doing something and you've got kids, that place is magic. You can you can literally bring your lunch and everything and there's this little outdoor place to sit and eat. And you can be there for six hours with kids. There are so many. The upstairs, the coolest thing, which you have to have kids 
or adults if they let you in. I don't know if you have to have a kid, but in, in the upstairs they have a studio where you can do claymation and they have all this clay and they what? have cameras and you can do, yeah. So the That's thing awesome. is that you can make like a little video and then send it to yourself and it's super fun and super amazing, but you really need an idea, storyboard, think it out, maybe even think, like if I was in a, if I was a classroom teacher, I would have everyone storyboard it and know what they were doing before we even went in there so that we could like utilize our time the best with maybe group small groups of four but it's such a neat thing like in fifth but if you can keep your if you can keep the focus for like 35 to 50 minutes you could make a great little claymation film and and they have so karaoke cool. and you get to play dress up karaoke and you can sing and they do a video of you and you can send it to yourself or to someone else like with a background and stuff it's the Ch children's creativity museum is amazing like yeah, it's super fun, and, like, I, I just, I, th it's really nice that San Francisco is making cool things accessible to everyone, regardless of, because it's expensive. Like, the MoMA is 25 bucks to get in, right? I've so, never, I've only been there. Yeah. I noticed that they sometimes would have, like, They do. I think it's the first Tuesday of the month. Yeah. Um, but then also the downstairs is free. But everybody, go enrich yourselves. Go see art. Get some culture. Get some culture, because... I mean, it really, it really did affect me the post World War II thinking about like how different people were affected by this war, and I've been also watching a, just terrible Hitler documentaries. Like God, oh, you're, you're seeing how uh, history is repeating itself <sighs> in some actions. Well, it also that it's it's like the grooming, it's the manipulation, mm -hmm. and Hitler groomed an entire nation. Yes. Like, he mm -hmm. gave them food, he gave them bread and circus, and gave them what they wanted because he stole it from four million people that he killed. I mean, he stole a lot of wealth. There was yeah. a lot of one percenting there happening. <laughs> You're like, the best way to, the best way to steal is to kill the people, because <laughs> then it's, your, this is mine. Um, and then they ran out of money, and that's, you know, that's what happens. But I'm also worried about that happening with us. Like, it sounds like what the Trump, the the Trump campaign sounds like. Well, and they've been running out of money. They've been running out of they've money. been stealing from their followers. Well, and from pharmaceutical companies that want to have their lobbyists and their money mm -hmm. because enough people now are, are I mean, are enough people dying from fentanyl now that we can do something about it, or do we really want to keep the pharmaceutical companies alive with their opiate? Um, train of money, their opiate, choo choo choo, opiate train. Let's get it's on it, make money for everyone. But also, but no that's the thing is, and that's how you steal people's money. You steal their money through drugs, and then you kill them. You let them die, and that's what's happening. Is we're taking, and if we're going to be doing this, everybody, just remember we're running out of water. People are seventy percent water. When we murder them. For their all of their, if we once we steal all of their money and make them destitute, and then they die of an ov opiate overdose that we forced upon them, let us please dump the bodies into the water extractor so that we can get the seventy <laughs> percent water out of those bodies because polar ice caps are melting and we're all gonna die. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, was that too much? I do think though that the opiate addiction, the opiate epidemic, worse. is. It has absolutely gotten worse, and there are people. We have $17 hamburgers here in San Francisco, and we have people with six pairs of socks, no shoes, and it was raining for two weeks. So Facts. No place to go. No place to go. And so many people, uh, where was I walking yesterday? I, I was walking 
And so many people with umbrellas smoking crack, mm-hmm. smoking meth, mm. smoking uh, so many syringes in the street. That, uh, and it's like, you know, it's just, it makes me very pl- sad. Plus, putting hose, hosing homeless people down is not going to help your situation. No. And taking away all of their belongings. I mean, I get it, DPW, but like, at least leave them some tarps. Give them their, don't take their tent away. Come on. You did see that viral video of that art uh, dealer or art uh, gallery owner in North Beach who was hosing down a homeless woman. I I didn't see that, but that that is horrible. And uh, it just, you don't care about people anymore, I guess. I still care about people. Yay! I love people, but humans can be trash. But Yay. No, I actually, I, I'm, I'm leaning on hatred of humans. Oh, good, <laughs> we're switching places. I'm kidding. It's just, it's funny that, you know, they only had to give me $50,000 to change my entire attitude. Just a drop. <laughs> just a drop in the bucket. You have to give a socialist so little to, to, to make them happy again. It's so little. Just a little bit of recognition and a little bit of money, and we'll keep trucking. I have a movie for you to watch. It's on a Prime Video. It's called Triangle of Sadness. Oh, okay, I'll watch it. It's um, I love Amazon Prime. I it's really funny and dark and a little bit grotesque with a lot of the regurgitation part. Right. But it's uh, Woody Harrelson's. Oh, I in love it. Woody Harrelson. I think you appreciate a lot of the scenes because some of my favorite scenes were when Woody Harrelson was talking about how much of a socially he is versus this other character who was a passenger on this yacht. Because the story's about all these rich people on a yacht. Ooh. I wish and I was on a yacht. shit goes wrong. So I'll leave it at all that. All right. But triangle one of, the conver- of sadness. Like the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. The Bermuda Triangle of sadness. But one of the conversations Woody Harrelson is having with this Russian, this rich Russian uh, passenger, they keep giving off quotes. Uh, one guy, uh, the Russian guy, keeps giving Reagan and Margaret Thatcher quotes. Oh, that's funny. How much he, like, about capitalism. And then Woody Harrelson is given Karl Marx. Oh, that's great. And uh, 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 socialistic quotes. Good, 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 good. I was like, (laughs) Pam would enjoy this. It was a really good movie. I liked it, um, but that that back and forth, which lasted for about five minutes in that scene, really funny. Awesome. Very clever, so you should totally check that out. I will. And the museum. Yay, museums. And um, why am I cold? Yeah, I know it's cold in here because of the way the sun is, and we just never get the sunlight, and so it stays cold. It's okay. good in the summer, but my fingers are also very cold. Um, yay! Come see, a, come to a comedy show, everybody out there in the universe. Uh, Monday through Saturday, and now at Hotel Utah, we're going to be having a monthly showcase. It's exciting. Um, they Sweet. approached me yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because they look like the inside of a ship, and we're like a ship, and it's perfect. I'm really excited. Dope. Yeah. We don't know what days yet, right? It's going to be, the first one is May, I know it's a long time away, but May 7th, Sunday, May 7th. Oh, it's on the Sunday. And then uh, June, Sunday, June 4th. I'm going to try to get them to start in March, but we're going to see. But it's 5 o'clock on Sundays because it's early, and I like that time because it's like. It's after football season, too. Right. Football season's over, and but people can come from brunch and they can be like, I still want to party. Let's go see comedy. Or they can 
have an early night on a Sunday because they have to work the next day, but they can still go out and have fun because it's an awesome bar and it'll be a great show. And it's dark in there, so it's going to feel like nighttime. And what's pretty also cool is it's either after a game or what have you, a baseball game. So you can also be getting that crowd. That would be amazing. Or before a game. Yeah, that would be incredible. So perfect. Well, now that I have a marketing team, things are going to be much easier. Uh, well, thank you for coming in in person. Yay! Yay! yay. And uh, we'll see whenever it happens again. But yay, Livable City. and um, Yay, Mutiny Radio. Yay. And uh, we'll come tonight to OMG at 6 o'clock. Two for one, well drinks. Oof, they're strong. <laughs> and the comedy is stronger. Actually, I'm going to be I'm bringing the heat tonight because um I'm I'm trying to, I'm on a show on Sunday and I have to decide which 3-minute clean set I'm going to do. And I'm leaning toward the one that's about EMTs, cops, and firemen as opposed <laughs> to the one that's about Yeah, the other one is the other one is a clean set that starts with the two big jokes in it are um, I do my I do a God cheer and then I say I look and I'm wearing a baked potato outfit and I say oh I look like a cosmic I look like a supernatural cosmic church coach or a baked potato and then I go do my you are what you eat I just got my 23 and me back I'm 28% Irish 72% Trader Joe and then I do my Trader <laughs> Joe's joke so it's either God cheer Trader Joe's joke into poetry into death metal poet i have the worst roommate nice. knock 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 on the door <laughs> while i masturbate but so it's either one of those clean sets and i just don't know yet because they're both three minutes long and i only get to do three minutes and so i am going to be doing these sets all week but like with all of my energy and just treating every single so last night i was up second to last at an open mic and it was like eleven thirty. nope like there were four real people left all the comics had left and I was just like, I'm going to bring the fucking heat right now. <laughs> I am bringing the hotness. And I did. I, get, I gave all the energy. And people were like, whoa. And that's what I'm doing because I need to choose between these sets. Because I don't know which one is better. And it's, it's for Keenan, the, 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 the guy who was on Good Burger and Saturday oh, Night Live. Oh. And he won't be there at this particular one. But nice. it's about, it's the, the pr- production show that, He's the big head. He's the big name on, and they're going all over the country, Hell? and they're doing um, just Keenan. Oh, um, Keenan! And he yeah. and the winner of the whole thing, not of this heat. So the the thing is, from the participants of these three minute things, they choose people, and they don't have to choose people. Some maybe they can choose as many people as they want, or as few people as they want at every show, depending if they want them or not. And then you move on to an, another show. And then the final, the prize, big prize at the end if you win, which is not going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not going to happen, because, but I know there's so many talented people out there. I can't imagine. That, there's just no way. Um, but it, just being seen by them would be good. Um, you get to sit next to Keenan at an SNL taping, and they fly you out there, and you get to – it's like a big deal. And, I mean, I don't – it's not like I have any illusions that that's going to happen to me. But on Sunday – I'm going to fucking bring the heat on my three-minute clean set. I'm going to get, I'm going to wear, I'm going to frost the cupcake. I know what outfit I'm going to wear. It's super, super cute. And I'm going to come out there with all the energy and I'm going to murder it. And 
And I'm going to show people that like I'm fun. I have fun, bouncy stage presence. People like me. I know that some people don't like me, but I have a lot of fun, rad energy that TV can take advantage of if they want to. Do it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Good luck. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. So this week I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to work it out and, and really, really work it out. Anyways, things are being here. Thank you. Yay, we'll be back oh, next week at some time. Yay, Yay. Mutiny Radio.
Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, 
Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on MutinyRadio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. <laughs> the best barbecue in San Francisco and free comedy? Come get messy with the sauce every Wednesday, 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue at 3149 Mission Street, just past Cesar Chavez. Hilarious Bay Area stand-up comics, amazing smoked meats, and $5 cans of standard deviant brew. This neighborhood gym is a bizarre and fun weekday night treat with free comedy to tickle your ribs. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. at Baby Blues Barbecue. Reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite to let us know you're coming to laugh. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, bested Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the Rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Then Mo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value. And the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior. In who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. 
you can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in the raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. (laughs) Dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party (laughs) at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. (laughs) Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Freezer Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking public schools. <laughs> in a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy. Laughter has value, and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com comedy? Local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand up comedy and those that <laughs> go to who is that live.com for upcoming shows? 
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Good morning to you here. Good morning to you. In San we are, Francisco. We are streaming live, as in first you can hear it, here right now on MutinyRadio.fm. It is the greatest, classiest internet radio station on um on you in that it. website <laughs> yeah on, on the internet so you go to mutiradio.fm and there if you like to find a, a feed to hear live uh, streaming you can find it there you can find our podcast archive and you can hear us right now every sunday at 2 p.m pacific standard time following a terrific show at noon what's really happening with luke's luke. there luke and uh, we want you to check out Mini Radio. They do live comedy shows on Monday and Fridays. You can check out more information. If you're a comic, you can go down to the forum and you get yourself a recording. If you like comedy in, in the Bay Area, if you're in the Mission District, come on down. 
If you like comedy and you just want to subscribe to the podcast and hear live comedy performed at the station, go to the station. More information, Friday and Monday shows. Uh, Carl, that's not... Oh, sorry. I have studio uh, equipment in my hands. Uh, Carl, you know, not only that, we are on a YouTube channel. We, uh, You are so graciously synced the movies to our podcast. We, our show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Carl, I just have to say... We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, let us, with the audience, uh, and they're going to listen to the, our podcast, and they're going to watch the movie. And they can stream it right now on Mutiny Radio. They can get our podcast on iTunes, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, that's our acronym, or go to our YouTube channel and watch us on L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T channel. I'm done. That's been it. I can't talk anymore. You are slick. You are slick. You called it our prod class. <laughs> I almost <laughs> made it. Come I, was like, I was sprinting. I could see the finish line. I'm like, this is it. I could get it's like all you're in the, the middle of a now. sentence, and I see you thinking, how am I going to end this sentence? You're not supposed to look at my face and go, that's what he's thinking. Yeah, no, it's true. I was floundering. Anyway, we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie this week? Uh, we will watch King Frat. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. King Frat, F-R-A-T. It's 1979. Now, this is hard to find on U YouTube. It's best to go to Cinevision Global, the channel. Cinevision, one word, global, the second word. And then find or put in King Frat, parentheses, 1979, end parentheses. Okay, that's the best way to do it. King Frat. It's going to take, it took me 18, like it was the 18th suggestion when I typed in King. Yeah, Kong. it's a deep, it's a deep cut. It is hard to find. Uh, so once again, go to Cinevision channel, Cinevision Global, and look, search for King Frat, parentheses, 1979. C-I-N-E, a vision. And then uh, also make sure not to click the green preview only. This a weird YouTube shit. Cinevision Global has the full-length version. Thank you so much, Cinevision Global. So, yeah, go ahead. Find uh, King Frat, 1979, Cinevision Global. Take your time. Find it. Click the link. Hit pause. Move the timer to zero, zero, zero. And when we hear go, we're all going to click play at the same time. And we're going to hear go from a celebrity comedian because we are really excited to kick the show off give you a chance to get yourself ready and listen to a really exciting celebrity comedian on this week's Celebrity Comedian Countdown with Carl. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Roro Antonucciano. Welcome, Roro. Hi, everybody. Hi, Carl. Very good to see you. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you doing our countdown. Now, I wanted to... Yeah, well, I wanted to start with Scotty's. Now, you took the class at Scotty's, the comedy class, and you have blossomed into a full-time comedian, right? I mean, you're out there working. Tell me about your experience with the class, what it was like kicking off your little career here. Yes, well, um, it was actually a birthday gift to myself. Uh-huh. Um, I actually work near there and I kept seeing the sign and it just intrigued me and I jumped in. I was 44 when I started. Uh -huh. So, um, I called and 
they were so welcoming, of course. And uh, yeah, it was June 26, nine, oh, 19. Yeah, no, uh, 2000, <laughs> 2019. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome ever since. Yeah, now you've got a great routine uh, and it focuses around your family and how that there there were both born in Italy. You have things to say about your mom and dad. I mean, wh why do you go there? Just because there's so much material? That's what's going on in your life? Uh, growing up, uh, Italian, 100% Italian, or even just coming from an immigrant home, you know? I'm first generation here, so it was definitely not a quiet atmosphere. <laughs> um, and there was always something going on, and we had cousins and cousins and I really realized that we were special because my friends here in America, they didn't have cousins like us. So, um, but anyway, when I did start writing comedy and doing certain things, I just started being genuine and speaking about things with my dad or my mom or yeah. my family. So, you know what, I guess being authentic and then having family, you know, issues or whatever comes out or growing up a certain way. Um, has been my my definite course, but I, I do other things too. But that's my main. Uh, you my do main. Uh, you do do other things, but that's <laughs> the center of your act, you know. Yeah. And definitely. you've got lots to say about yeah. mom and dieting associated with mom and manja manja, and yeah, your, yeah and also um, your mom loves your brother. Loves the brother. That's a big part of it. Oh, the saint, right? It's like, I always say it's like Jesus walking through the door. I mean, and it's this like love for their son, the moms and their sons, you know. But I just remember going like, hey, this is a little different, you know. And even now, I'm like, oh, my God. But it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> now, one of the things that your career led you to was doing these uh What's the word? There's segments about pizza places. Now, there's a Facebook group you have, Jersey yes. Pizza Joints. Or it's not your group, right? You were no. asked. So there's like yeah. over 50,000 people. So, yeah, it's a Facebook group. Uh, Guy Madsen actually started it, and um, I was asked to be one of the moderators, um, which was just awesome, and I'm so happy to be part of that. Um, and they really do. You know what? They started it in uh, 2020, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But really to spotlight, you know, local businesses and help them even through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, and I started doing videos. I, I actually called it uh, the why behind the pie with Ro Ro. Right, right. It, instead of eating there, um, I really went after the stories for the owners because when you're going into these places there's actually there's families there that are surviving and and their employees and everybody so really to to really come together with community and not like pizza who doesn't like that you know yeah, who doesn't like pizza especially <laughs> being from new jersey right <laughs> yes absolutely now you always have opportunities because people see you perform and they have things to offer you like other shows or like appearing in a pilot. You were nice enough to appear in Life's Laugh Lessons. Now, you were a nurse in it because it was all about COVID. You were administrating a COVID test. But I bought you a nurse's outfit. Tell us yeah. why you didn't wear that and brought your own outfit. <laughs> Love you, Paul. I, and I was so, I appreciate you even asking me. Um, and I jumped into that. And I met so many great people, even in that little spot. I mean, 
just great people. Uh, but yeah, I actually said no to that costume because, I mean, honestly, I actually went to nursing school, so it was a little too gimmicky. And <laughs> it was a costume. I don't wear baggy things like that. I'll be very, very honest. I am into the form-fitting things. Um, but then I did genuinely go and get real deal uh, nursing uh, scrubs. So, um, but I hope now, you sent it. me a photo, right? And I said, "What is she talking about? It looks very tight. It looks fine." No, no. I yeah, I felt like it was it was just too big for me. No, I, I mean, um, you you like bunched it up and pulled it tight. So in the <laughs> picture. I yeah. was like, what is she complaining about? You did meet a lot of people on that shoot, on the different times we did the shoot, including you came and was, uh, you and your daughter were an audience member, and you got to know Jeff Norris a little bit. Yes, yes, Jeff is great. I saw him at a, a, a show, I think right before that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh -huh. He's hilarious and talented, and definitely Jeff is uh, Jeff is great. And I yeah. just did him at Scotty's, actually, uh, maybe like a month ago or so. so yeah, great. he's become a good friend. And, uh, we, yeah, I was just with him at Scotty's, too, um, a different night. You know, it was a very cold crowd that night, but not for <laughs> him. He got up there and just... Yeah. Okay, so I want to know how people can find you out there on the Internet, on social media. Now, we know about the Jersey Pizza Joint's Facebook group. Yes. But I'm sure that you've got, what, you've got YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Tell us about it. I do, I do. So on uh, Facebook, it's Roro Antonuccio. But if you just do Roro and then A-N-T-O-N, like Anton. It'll come up. <laughs> um, and then for Instagram, it's Rosa Bella, which is my daughter's name, 38, number 38. Okay. That's on Instagram. And YouTube is Roro Comedy. Roro um, Comedy. So for people at home, Antonuccio, it is the word, the name Anton, U-C-C-I-O, U-C-C-I-O, Roro Antonuccio, Roro Antonuccio. Now, Roro Antonuccio, it is time for everybody at home. They are poised to watch this movie with us on YouTube. They got to press play at the exact same moment as we do here in the studio. So why don't you take it away and give us that. Celebrity Comedian Countdown. All right, are you guys ready? Here we go. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. Mad Magazine, it said. No, Mad Makers. Welcome to Yellow Stream University, Carl. Why would it be named Yellow Stream? Oh, uh, we'll find out. We I sure will. We sure will. So this is college music playing uh, in the background. The collegiate wait, times. Wait, wait. Oh, what? Oh, you want the music going? All right. And oh, here... okay. The theme song is coming. Oh, okay. But right now, uh, uh, a hearse, right? Yeah, that is a hearse filled with frat, frat brothers. You know, I, I remember when uh, I asked you if you wanted a hearse donut. And you said, yeah. And I'm like, well, Jesus, that's two counties from here. I would have to drive over to Union County to get a Hearst Donut. Don't you want that? a Duncan? Oh, here's the song. He 
is 42 years old. The driver is 42 years old. Grossed out is 42 years old? In real life as an actor. Now, they just threw beer on the rival fraternity. Oh, man, this is really cool. I, I love these movies. Back in 1978, I was so into the crazy frat party movies. Was now, there any more? Than, was yes. it just frat? In 1978, there was Animal House. <laughs> <laughs> and this was born from that. There were some Canadian investors, and they found American producers who were willing to make a quick buck on, you know. I mean, if you see the poster for this, you know what you're getting. Look at that. This movie is horrible. I'm well, pretending falling over. No, here's the thing. Like, how is Gross Out driving? Yeah. The, the guy who's driving, his name is Gross Out. He's our hero, if you can call him that. How is he driving with his feet off the pedals? His ass out the window on the Woolworth. driver's side. Woolworths, yeah. They closed shortly after this movie. Yeah, because of the publicity. Yeah. Hey, oh, look, females. It's a sorority. Oh, can't wait to stick our asses out of our hearse, right? Uh, what does it mean, hey, for Q2? Hey, for Q2. What does it mean? You saw the plate? Yeah, I know. I, I don't know, but it's used later to identify. There's going to be two hearses in, later in this film. Look at this. How can you drive like this? Right. How can Who's you drive straight? like this? Right. There's no acceleration. There's no braking. You can go straight. Right, like, you know, you got to watch out for, like, birds and insects sometimes and you stick your ass out the window. You don't, let's say the car in front of you throws their cigarette butt out the window. Yeah. It's going to fall in your crevice. Writer Mark Jackson, that is not the truth. The guy's name is, is. Alan Smithy. Ron Kurz. Ron Kurz. He wrote Friday the 13th Part 2 and 3 and nice. Friday the 13th Final Chapter. It sounds to me like he knew, knew somebody. Well, I think he was good at writing Friday the 13th movies. Yeah. Is, but speaking of, like, weird Elm Street shit, this neighborhood is nothing but sorority girls walking home. Right. Don't they have cars? They pass by six sorority girls. Well, they're for, granted, forward jogging. All right, they, hey, he's they, number they one. Have a car. Now, this is the dean of the school, and they fart on him. You're hearing a fart right now. And boy, Grossout did not wipe his ass. Now look what happens to Dean. Oh no, the stream is down. He has a yellow jacket and his number is one on there. You think There's going to have to be another Dean. Oh, the Daily Croc. I got to remind me to renew my subscription. I'm sorry, it said president of the university. I guess he's currently the Dean. No. Becomes well, the here's the Dean right now, Dean Vermer. This guy is going to replace the guy who just died. And, of course, they're complaining about the frat. We've seen this movie before in 1978. You know, I had a friend who said he wasn't going to get vaccinated, but he was going to take a Dean Wormer. And I'm like, really? From Animal House? Dean Wormer? <laughs> I have some bad news. He passed away years ago. Oh, yeah. They fragged him in Nam. <laughs> no, that was that other guy. Uh, the, the guy uh, who was on the sister. No, the guy... It was it was a callback from another movie they did. We shouldn't have fragged uh, Sergeant Wiener. Okay, never mind. It was another John Landis movie. This guy does a good Dean Wormer. Yeah, and it was a callback. One of the five calf kids get in my way. <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop me. 
See, he, the, the, he didn't appreciate the old dean's uh, uh, methods of discipline because he had none. Is this shot in Canada on Fraternity Row? No, this is all Florida. Miami, uh, Coral Gables, and the University of Florida in Gainesville. That's why it's a blowing wind. Oh, you hate that. You hate, hate that. that. Look at the trees are so distracting. Every exterior shot in Florida. Yeah, I, I wouldn't I didn't notice how distracting they were until you told me. Then I got Look distracted. At Russell, Russell. I have I have no idea what Splash is saying. Because of the Russell. His name is Splash, because he right, he pees in a bucket. Yeah, I don't have him as an actor. Why not? I don't have a splash. Huh. All right, ready to go. Now there's Chief Latrine, and he's white, but he's playing a Native American, and he's doing a horribly racist accent. It's a, I don't know. It's 1979, so it's like if you didn't know anything, it was still okay to be ignorant because it didn't matter. You'd never be around. You're not going to be sensitive to people you don't even know. I, I appreciate today for its brain. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have to have this. So that guy, that's is that Fred? No, the the guy with the mustache. I don't know. You're gonna have to tell me. Now, one thing I like about uh, Gross Out is his Howard the Duck, his yellow Howard the Duck T-shirt. These guys are cool poker guys, catching beers. They all do great catches here. Look how he shook it up. I know. Now farting, which is not funny. What they're playing five cards. Now, what's going on here? Like, is there a monster? <laughs> is that oil? Is someone peeing in their pants? Why did they go under the table like that? I don't know. I don't know. Now, this director was no slouch. Did he do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2? He did Meatballs 2. Oh, wow. All right. He did Return of the Living Dead 2. Ooh, kinky. Um, he did Dark Tower, which is not good, but it was a Hollywood film. It was, was the a recent movie. one from the 2000s or 10s? I assume yes. I'm just I saw that. That was a, a. I was all right. It was a miss. It was this, a miss. So I have to say, Gross Out walks into this room and he goes, uh, "Hey, Jerkoff, you want a beer?" Now funny. you saw how they oh, were. Here, look, look, look. Splash, 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 splash. Now he is in the rival frat hired as a cleanup boy. And so he just peed into the bucket he's going to use to wipe their floors. He's in uh, the other frat. Our frat. He's in the other frat, the bad guy enemy frat. Look at that wang. Wow. Make a statue of it. Ew. Let's degrade you so that the film hates us so that because we're gonna be the ones who get it in the end. Oh right. Oh I Let's remember that. Degrade you so we deserve what you do to us. Because we're jerks. Okay, this is totally disgusting. Uh people at home don't watch. He's cooking okay. and there'll be like boogers and spit, all sorts of inappropriate this is how this. Doesn't this look like a? Oh, I, I guess that we should talk off air. But 
we had a friend, mutual friend that had a, a kitchen that was a lot like this. Uh, was it, did they live on Forest Street? Were they a professor at the college? <laughs> was Fishburgers, it was in a location often for Fishburgers? Oh, well, uh, no, no. You took a picture of Fishburgers? Sit on a creepy oh. chair at its table and go, this is the making go do. <laughs> yes, you did. Okay, so whose house? I don't think if it wasn't ours. I'll tell you later. Look, no, I, I want to watch the comedy. What? I kind of watch the comedy here. Oh, that's that's Fred right there in the window. That is Fred. That's Fred. That's Fred. Okay. That's Fred. So Fred, Fred is um, he was in Super Vixens. Mr. Oh wow! Hollywood man, there's nothing going on there. The Lightning, like the Wild Stallion. It's the films you've never heard of. Man, this movie is disgusting. I, yeah. I, I would definitely, like, I'm not even watching it. Now, Mike, you know that I watched these movies four times, three times. Yes, four times, three times. This time, I've watched this time? it. I watched it once, and right One now time. we're watching it. I, I just, it's so disgusting. I refuse, and it's, it's, it's offensive, and it's ignorant. Okay, right now he's explaining... Uh, how the school got its name. You want to tell yellow, us more? Yellow Stream? Yeah. Well, all right. So, you know what? Like, uh, his uh, neighborhood, neighborhood Pride. Pride. Yeah, he was hanging out. And then, no, uh, they owned. Oh, they owned Stream, White Stream. No, they stream. owned the Once upon a time, the Native Americans lived in Clear Stream. And then the white man came in. He's saying, this is according to, uh, what's his name? Chief Latrine. Chief Latrine. It was Latrine. That's interesting. You used to say Chief Latrine because his uh, ancestors peed in the stream that went down to the white people. And that's why they called the town Yellow Stream. Because the white people kicked him out. Oh, yeah, they kicked him out. So, yeah, right. So So they went upstream and they just. They wouldn't. They didn't have toilets. They well. They, they didn't they have did for, Well, they had a place for number two, but then when they went to when it went to number one, they all just peed down the river. Now this is an offensive fake Indian dance from fake, you know, tribe. He was the one guy I didn't ID IMDb in my life. I went, yeah, I don't need. Okay, know. now Splash has come home from being a janitor with a present well oh. okay so i gotta tell you animal house when i saw it i saw it as a young boy on abc television on sunday night and really? it was edited oh, heavily censored must have been for, yeah for television mike, so then, mike i'm sorry to interrupt yes He's reading in the newspaper now a story farting contest oh so he's got to tell the boys big farting contest so that alpha dong, right? So when I actually saw Animal House, the first scene, there's like a dildo in uh, like Otto's room or, or uh, one of the guy, guy Badger's Otter, room. Otter? Yeah, like one of the big wigs of the, in his room, he had a, a dildo. And in this movie, they have a double-headed mm-hmm. dildo. Like they went twice, they're twice as funny. I think so, this might have been a literal, like scene for scene, not, not literal, but Definitely a scene for scene ripoff. It's not scene for scene, like element and element. 
Like, they're watching the girls' panty raid, just like in Revenge of the Nerds. And Which is creepy. They, got record, they filmed it, yeah. and then they watch it. So this is where they go, we got to do it. Yeah, this is where we're learning that we need to have a... Guess what, Mike? There wasn't a script. I'm not kidding. There was not a script. They so had that... a general idea of where they needed to go, and that included a farting contest. Oh, they didn't script the farting contest? Well, they must have, right? If a guy's up there going, blah, blah, blah. But this film had no script as they shot the whole thing. Yeah. It was like Fishburgers. I was like, okay, go over here. Now, here's what you say, right? It was like that. You know, this movie does remind me of the public access TV show uh, we did, which you produced uh, in 89 to 91, 92. Fishburgers on public access uh TV 28, was it? TV 32. And TV for 32. a time, we were on TV 3, which was the best, because you were flipping between channels 2 and 4. Right. And then, boom, Fishburger. Yeah. So if we were doing something like peeing off the roof or a throw-up, you know, if we were doing something gross that would catch your eye, you know, Mike in a dress, pick me, whatever that was. Like, that's what we're going. Remember, I showed my dad's split uh, toe. Yeah, right, toe. It was all for the flipping. Yeah, I remember you had like, I'm peeing off the roof. <laughs> I uh, hung yeah. up on my mother live. We threw eggs at City uh, Hall. Ah, you're admitting that, Mike. You're usually too scared to admit that. The truth is, folks, we did everything to do it, and then we got went to the wall by the Chestnut Street ice skating rink. And we yeah, threw it and there because it kind right. of looked right. Right. Then we edited oh, – Carl edited it, so it looked like we actually did. Hit we are hall. not so dumb as to actually egg Town Hall. And, town Hall. Town Hall. Yeah, town, Montclair Town Hall, right? Yeah, right. And, oh, check it out. Check out the dead guy. He's breathing throughout the <gasps> – breathe in, breathe out. Twitch, twitch your pinky. Twitch, twitch your eye. Look, he's breathing. Back in the 70s, they used to have uh, – air filter a pump and that they would put it in the court that way it appeared like their chest was heaving oh he had a pump yellow stream pump okay so they're they've got the idea that what they're going to do is and they're sort of crying over it because they're wasting pot they are going to burn pot into the vents into the hvac system and then the congregation will get stoned as they're at this funeral. The, the congregation that includes a child and a grandma. Yeah. Okay. All right. And I think it's actually hash. It looks like it's the, under the foil is a big block of hash or pot brownies. That looks like hash, man. Yeah. It's funny. You know, hash just wasn't available to us when we were, right? Well, yeah, but we didn't have butanes and we didn't have that much <laughs> amount of weed anyway. Oh, maybe. I mean, crack got to be. When we were kids, we didn't have hash. There, it just didn't exist, right? I mean, if you went, I went to Germany. You knew what it was. You put it under a cup, right? right? So when I went to Germany, that's Wait, well, how do you do it? So, how, so when you went to Germany, how did you smoke hash? You put it under a cup and you went. Yeah. You, you don't know. I don't have a, it would usually be a clear glass. So that you could see what was going on. So you would light it, 
And then as soon as it started to smoke, like a, like incense or something, you would cap it with the glass. And when that thing filled all the way up with smoke and you couldn't see through it anymore, you would lean down onto the table and you just tilt it up and wow, vacuum that's cool. it all in. Well, I, I know of two ways. One is you get a giant brick and foil and you go to a ventilation uh, duct and you take out a butane lighter and you just torch it so it goes in the ventilation. I saw it in Up in Smoke and uh -huh. King Frat. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, you take hash and you would mix it with tobacco. You you would burn it just enough so it crumbly and then you would take like a uh, cigarette. Like I didn't know that. And you would mix so it with tobacco. The audience is starting to giggle because they're starting to get high is the joke. And then uh, the dean on stage, or maybe he's president, is getting super pissed. He, he doesn't, he's not getting stoned. He thinks they're laughing. Oh, he's, he's, he's angry at the corpse, the breathing corpse. Well, he started out by saying there's, good, there's a new sheriff in town, and I'm going to be a much more strict president or dean, whatever he is. And then they all started laughing. And that's when he started freaking out. So maybe he is under the influence too, right? Yeah, I think he's having like a, a screen therapy. Look, the kid's high. Not since uh, Harold and Kumar 3. The kid takes away drugs. I just saw a, a show on, on uh, Netflix. And it was um, the woman next door, through the window next door, something like that. Oh, I saw the other movie, The Lady in the Window. Right. Yeah. This one was like a series, a one-season series, and did you sure. even see it? Should it's I spoil a it? Show? Yeah, spoil it. Listen, if you're going to stream this show, don't listen for right now. Okay, in the end, the killer is this eight-year-old little girl. Can you believe they did that? You had to watch 12 episodes to get to an eight-year-old little girl? How, yeah, 23, right. a whole season, 23 episodes? I don't oh, think man. So. I think you're right. It was more like 13 episodes. That's okay, so wow. the dean rolled right into the hearse, right? Yeah. Okay, now this is the new guy, Tommy, you had said, right? Here's yeah, Tommy. right. He's in the black yellow cab. And basically we're going to have uh, the parents are freaked out scene. Look, that guy's pretending to be a valet. No, he's a, he's a taxi guy, you know. Yeah, yeah right. he opened the door for them. <laughs> Well, no, he had luggage in the trunk. He was getting it out. It's pronounced Lugage. You should know that from Tuesdays. LugageTuesdays.com? I just want to erase this guy from the film. The, it's so... Yeah. I would have figured by Native American stuff because they got a raw deal. And, and plus, we, like, there's no chemistry in between these guys anyway. It's no. Like, I, there's more chemistry in my Trapper Keeper high school folder. You know? <laughs> like, there's, like... They're not even talking about anything. But now he's like a wise guy. He's, he's cute. He needs a boyfriend fast. Like They need to just get him like a... Which one is he? They sell him as a genius. He does all the money and finances, and he works out calculations, and he's also the head of the... So right now he's razzling and dazzling the one with bullshit. You know, he's right, he's Groucho. He's Groucho Marx. And he's also going to extract from them $500 because there's an entry fee into the farting contest that nobody can afford. Oh, wow. It's a pay-to-play farting contest? Listen, Carl, I don't want to sound like a snob, you know, in the <laughs> open mic farting contest. Uh -huh. But uh, I do not pay, uh, you know, they Look pay the me to fart. This unfunny gig, and you would pay it to get ahead. 
Listen, I'll say I've been a stand-up comic, open mic stand-up comic for two de- plus decades. I think I know a little bit about farting on stage, all right? <laughs> no. This film shouldn't have been made. It was really quite horrible. Well, you know, you take a good look at the, the graphics for the poster and, of course, the inevitable DVD, the VHS box. Right. And it exists in the world of video stores back in the 80s when they had physical media and they didn't have chain stores, but they would have stores and they would have shelves. And mm-hmm. all the great movies are, on, let's say, on the top shelf or maybe on the <laughs> second the top or mm-hmm. high level. And then maybe, you know, underneath eye level, there's some other movies, but there's always going to be a bottom shelf, right? Yeah, shin level, toe level. You're going to miss it, and you're going to miss King Pratt. This looks like one of those videos, like you're at a gas station, and it just happens to be on sale for $2. Listen, audience, if you skip King Pratt, if a person was to skip King Pratt and die, it'd be fine. That's fine. And listen, you at home, if you would like to... You know, come on back next week. I mean, it's okay. This film. Come on back next week. Horrible. Oh, yeah. This movie is, uh, I don't yeah, know. We're not it, wrapping up our podcast, but I just want to say to some of the listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Oh, right. We're getting to the fart content. Oh, here comes this, the blow-up doll. Yeah, that's his girlfriend of today. Zelda. But this guy, all right, so I don't know if that's right. Oh, so he's freaking right now. That's P-H-R-E-A-K-I-N-G, not F-R-E-A-K-E-I-N-G. Yeah, he's, you know, yeah, I read about it in 2600 Magazine, not Atari 2600 Magazine. It's Phone Freak, uh, P-H-O-N-E-P-H-R-E-A. Gross Out is so nice as to lend his girlfriend to the Tommy, the new guy. Griselda. Yes, Griselda, that's right. Wow, they got a lot of authentic graffiti here in the bathroom. He's 42. JJ The internet says both 40 and 42 at the time of this filming. Now, he looks young enough. Now, he would go on to do... um, His big thing was um, batteries not included. Maybe you've heard of that. Right, that was the one where little tiny aliens... Flew into a window. Okay. It's, oh, are you talking about? Um, I'm sorry, Carl. Are you talking about batteries not included or asterisks? <laughs> lowercase b battery. Yeah. Lowercase asterisk. M. Yeah. Why? Yeah. What's that? Well, it was the movie title was actually asterisks and then yeah, all, yeah, low, yeah. Okay. all lowercase uh, well, batteries anyway, not included. He, he made it onto ER once. He was on Baywatch once. Uh, Did he play the guy on the in the hospital bed in the ER? Right, that kind of thing. Here he is an outrageous fortune as police lieutenant. I um, can't believe it. That's he was Midler. Yeah, that was a good film, I thought. I liked that film. Yeah, sure. I like he was on Night Court once. He was on, you know, The Golden Girls once. He's that kind of an actor. He was around. Right. Oh, no admission. Oh, $30 admission to get in the green room. Oh, so I teach a, a fart com- uh, comedy cl- uh, college. Oh, really? It's all, yeah, it's all about farting on stage. Great, I, I once took a stand-up farting course. Um, oh, you did? How yeah. was it? 
It was okay, but it was really all about a bringer show. That's what they wanted. They wanted to be to bring the most grossest people to item minimum, minimum, and we we blew our brains out. We farted you know, our brains. That's out. like the worst bringer show. Can you want to come to my fart show? Okay, <laughs> see my fart show. Well, it's not just me farting on stage. There'll be other people, women too. Masks are mandatory because it stinks. Man, this is such a pre-COVID day uh, movie. A fart competition? You would not have that ever, ever again. Well, I mean, yeah, like, you wouldn't have it in the real world either. And you wouldn't go drive over to New York and park your car and go see the fart uh, forty an hour, 40 minutes worth of entertainment? It is disgusting. Okay, so Chief Latrine has a secret weapon. One sip of this stuff and, you know, you'll have you'll shit your pants. fart. That's not allowed in the contest. It's called making mud or Oh really? Yeah, yeah, I just I just hit agree and sign. I didn't even read the, the fine print of the contest. <laughs> the farting contest. Yeah, you're this not movie... allowed to pitch mud or something like that. Right. Oh yeah. You know, there are good movies, there's bad movies, and there's good bad movies, and there's bad bad movies, and there's good bad bad movies. Uh, uh, force me to drink. Right, and they're hardly forcing him. No, oh, I gotta force it down my throat. I just had to go. Uh oh, careful, Hiroshima, Hiroshima, but <laughs> <Hey, laughs> right, right into between her legs. Look out! There's another joke coming. He's gonna have what? He's gonna fart again? Oh, yeah, that's the joke. He burped. Yeah. Right. Okay, sitcom swipe. They pull up to these two young ladies and invite them out. And guess what? They the ladies say yes. Why? Why? It's not right. believable. They farted on them yesterday. Now there's no script. They said, Okay, I want you to come around the corner and want you to come up and lean out. Okay, let's do it again. Lean out further this time. Yeah, lean out further this time. Lean Slow walk more. along. I want you to drive as slow as possible. Do you think they, they have a, some Crane attached in front of the car, pulling the car. Good. <laughs> no, that's somebody's foot on the pedal. <laughs> oh boy. Here's Wong's Chinese. Laundry wash while you eat. Fart, fart, fart. Now, here, Carl, I have seen this movie up to the farts. Look at this guy right. pour soy sauce in his tube. That was a hefty amount. <laughs> and there's uh, Sally Struthers, is one of the ladies in the foreground. Oh, yeah. Well, she was on break. She heard there was like a free. Listen, we'll give you a meal and you can go right back to the set of All in the Family. <laughs> oh. Gross house eating? Gross. It is gross. Look, he's got a fish. So, this is just the Belushi cafeteria scene at nauseum. That's what I mean. Like, it isn't scene for scene, but it's. I think Revenge of the Nerds came out after this, right? It must have. It was an 80s thing, right? No, 80s, yeah, a- absolutely, it was 80s. Okay, this so is, that this is scene in which they were watching the videos of the girls, or it was filmed, wasn't a ripoff of that. But, yeah, they just, whatever happened in Animal House, they, they t- took a bunch of that stuff. They didn't drive a hearse, what was a, a Cadillac, and they turned it into the, at the parade at the end. It was like a deathmobile or something. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, what a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's right, uh, King Frat. That was a good movie. Look at you. Oh, yeah, I was a... I don't know if Animal House still holds up. 
It does. It has some gravitas to it, I guess. Animal House definitely holds up. Do you remember Donald Sutherland's performance? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the um, Amadeus guy with the the um, you know with the to- the devils on his you know, angel on his that thing holds up that thing is Bluto smashes a guitar and then he apologizes like it was a gut reaction. Good help it, good help it. Look, this is so not only are they doing laundry at the Chinese restaurant, but they have duck hanging upside mm-hmm. down. Now, like here, if it was a butcher shop, a Chinese butcher shop. Right. Now, I – and they're rubber ducks, clearly, right? Rubber chickens. Rubber chickens. Now, I feel like telling you this is the grossest scene in the movie, but how can you say that with this kind of movie? He is now going to gag to regurgitate. Right. And he's teaching him how to make more room for beer. These are frat tricks. It's so disgusting. Ew, that's so toxic at so many different levels. Yeah, and then the guy starts cooking with it. Is that funny? I think it's just gross. Well, I mean, they pantomimed the whole thing, Carl. So in real life, it wasn't puke. It wasn't stage puke. But no, okay. this is disgusting. Yes, Mike, yes. And in real life, they're right not back. really having sex. They're not really doing drugs. I know. But it's still the topic and theme. Now, look, he's going to try. Oh, I can't do it. Listen, this whole idea of, like, urging yourself like this before to keep drinking. Vomitorium. Vomitorium. Oh, I guess so, right? They're frat. There, there was a period, you know about that, there was a period in Rome, you know, like 40 years or whatever, in which it was customary. <laughs> they called it the stink age. The 40, the 40 years of fucking vomit. <laughs> so you would be like a rich person and you would have a banquet or visit a friend's banquet, right? And then like, you're, I'm stuffed, I'm stuffed. So you would go excavate and then you would come back empty. Oh, God, I can't watch this movie. Now, look, he he stuck his finger in there. You're learning, frat brother. But look how, like, I'm acting. I can't believe you did that. Sally Struthers. Sally Struthers. Who's Sally talking to? Is she an extra or is she on the table? She's an extra. Who just happens to be front and center. Look how she acts. They said, go. You pretend you're having a conversation. Oh, this must be the milk from the Chinese restaurant. Uh, they're going to use this to look like he's foaming at the mouth. They're trying to get out of a ticket. Uh, a um, They're trying to get out of a, the bill. What is that? Is that coffee creamer? Yeah, I think. Okay. Do you see the passed out woman? Watch out, Sally Struthers! Hey, I'm trying to... I see the guy who's having soup. Not only is he still having soup, but he's looking at the script notes. Yeah, the there's, no script, Mike, there's no script. Did you see how the spoon flipped? Yeah. I guarantee you that is why that was the take. That is why we were watching that, because they didn't plan that or rehearse anything. Use the one Look, with the spoon flip. The guy reading the actual script just started pouring a beer after that, right? Like, oh, I'm thinking, uh, I don't know, rabies, epilepsy, something, or rigging, and uh guy's like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what to tell you because there was a writer. There were actually two writers, and they all – meanwhile, all over the internet, because lots of film reviews of this piece of crap, lots of them, they all were saying um, no script while they shot. Look, it says last annual fart contest. No, first. First. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so funny. Last annual fart contest. 
Oh, that was a mistake. That was funny because there was a, he's wearing a Howard the Duck Marvel Properties t-shirt. Throughout the whole thing, he will wear that. And, you know, he was slovenly Howard. Like, Howard was a patron state of, like, what guys think is, you know, like, shaggy chic. Like, this kind of, like, oh, slovenly slob. Shevel jacket. Yeah, the shovel jacket, red tie, elusive. You got your hat, but the hat's all beat up. You have a stogie. You got a duck bill. Hey, guys. Hey, sorry, I'm like... I just flew in from uh, Florida. Boy, is my ass tired from farting. Oh, all right. That reminds me hey, of South on. Park, uh, those two who fart. Oh, Terrence and Philip. Canadian, right there. Yeah, Canadian. right. Okay, yeah. Oh, someone thought of these jokes already. Hey, Here's it's girlfriend. Dinky Tuscadero. Just yeah, about her bike. Dinky Tuscadero. That's perfect. <laughs> that is so much better. Now, that's his old girlfriend from high school, and he doesn't. Doesn't dislike her, but doesn't want to date her or anything. Wait, well, oh, high school in 1952? Uh, well, let's see. This is 79. Wait, let's see. He's 44. So, no, no, he's not. He would be 21, 22. You graduate college at 22, I guess, right? So it's this four is... years earlier. He gra- they. So gra- if it was 22 and he's 42, so it's 20 years earlier. So it was 1958. Hey, I'm a tough farting girl. Well, then, but he gets like, I miss you. How have you been? It's, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to beat you in this. Yeah, but the other guy's sniffing her. Yeah, that's weird, right? Yeah, well, again, like, according to the script, that's what you're supposed to do. There was no script. This is so, like, fish burgers. This is so, so fish burgers. <laughs> that strangle, Jeremy strangle him after he touches me like that. I really want to know the answer, but there isn't like people who made this film aren't talking on the internet. There's lots of articles about. I mean, there's a few people who talked, very few. Uh, let me tell you. Oh, I have it right here. They said fart, 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 <laughs> fart, 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 super fart. Okay, here's the keyboard player. Well, maybe I should tell his story when we get there. Well, uh, you, Richard you took Ted, over the farting part. I worked on King Frat as a production assistant for five weeks at $250 a week, good money in 79. I also appear in the opening credits, mooning people, the bathtub scene, and menacingly wielding baseball bats in Frat in the initiation scene. We just, oh, right. We just saw that guy. This was I the first film I worked on. Oh, good for him. The opening university film scene was filmed in Gainesville, but a majority of the film was filmed on a sound stage. I guess in Miami, he didn't mention that, but. Right. This guy's a good host. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah, when that's the best thing about your movie, that's pretty pathetic. Now, look, he's got the farto meter or whatever there. Oh, my God. We got to watch. I watched this film one time. Listen, I just want to say I thank you this, yeah. to many of you for listening, and I understand you're <laughs> and we'll we're, see you we're on week. every week. Yeah, next week we got a different Radio. movie. Got it. Uh, and Bam, Bam Benjamin. Oh, well, that was so clever wordplay. I have some. I have an anagram of the title, King Frat. Are you ready? 
Yeah. An anagram is when you take the letters and you rearrange them to make a new phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, King Bart. <laughs> but you just eliminated the R. No, I took Frat. Look at how inappropriate this is. She's a nice, she is a nice, she's just a model who wanted a gig. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you wouldn't you know. really be in this contest. Well, if wow, you were if you if you were producing a fart contest, you do want to kind of get some ringers in there. Yeah, a little it's, ass candy. It is an entertainment show. It's not. It's not really a contest, Carl. Okay. Guinness Book of World Record is it outside taking notes. This is a page two drink minimum show. It's just like every other show. It says you had to pay a thirty dollar admission fee to get on stage. Oh, are we seeing this? It's a good uh, analogy to open fart. Open, open fart comedy. Fight. So this movie came out in 79, and his t-shirt says 79. I can smell it. You think that's a coincidence? or? Oh, they didn't like his uh, 79 fart. Why, why did I drive from the suburbs and see a fart show? Now, I couldn't see movie shots next door. <clears throat> oh, this is Stinky. She's known, Stinky Tuscadero, she's known for her fart. Whoa, look at the phenometer. Oh, no, she blew up the phonometer. He could know he goes to the phenometer. <laughs> Did you see him like as if his hand got a little burnt from the heat on it? Did you see oh, it? Yeah. He jerked back his hand like <laughs> he's a professional. This is not his first part rodeo. Okay, now a dog drinks all of okay, he, he's got to make the fart magic fart juice. Yeah. It's got to make it fresh, or it's not potent. So, I don't think he drank it. I think he's up there alone. I, I only saw this film once, so I forget. Uh, no, he doesn't drink it. I've seen this up to the fart contest. Oh, get your nose away, host. Wow, this is great. Number one, this, number one. I, I actually paid to see my friend. But you were really far, far, farty. I really liked your set. Really farty set. Hey, good, good set. Good set. Really farty material out there. Hey, oh, right. You're still doing more open mic analogies. Uh, Great set. Great set. And those yeah. weren't pity pukes. I was really disgusted. So, so Chief opens up, pours the liquid, sees and the girl, stick his at, her ass out. He's like, I got to see this. And right, the dog, and drink the dog drinks it, so we can get a payoff joke. The dog vomits. Is there going to be a dog's breakfast involved in this? No, Grossout still doesn't have the formula in him. So you see how the plot doesn't really make sense. They've got this ace in the hole. He he was off stage and could have drank it, but the chief latrine didn't give it to him to drink. It doesn't make sense. Oh, oh no, he was going to. The dog farted across the room. They threw a dog across the room. They did throw a dog. Is that also a Howard the Duck? Like that was horrible acting. That's like a 1979 thermos for sure. Okay, this must be the fart-offs. Because hey, I got to pass that. Oh, it's, oh, they must be playing the music, right? Hey, you paid money. Our show is called King Frat. It's now, so crazy. The whole film they play, it's a disco song, right? King Frat. Oh, yeah. King Frat. 
Oh no! It's totally appropriate for being 1979. When they start playing it at the party scene, it's going boom, 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 boom. You know, it's it's that disco beat. Nothing will take us apart. Fart, 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 fart. I wrote the lyrics to King Fred. But the good times. These are the good times. It's that kind of disco. Fart, 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 fart. So he's going to stick uh, like a bird whistle up his uh, uh Yeah, I didn't get that. Oh, this is not. Oh, it's just. I, it's. Thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. It's. The joke. The fart didn't land. The fart didn't land. It's today's audiences. They're different. You know, yeah, ours is the evolved. fart didn't land in today's audiences. You have to know your audience. Okay? You're going to meet your audience halfway at a fart contest. Right. The kids love the squeakers. They think it's funny. It's They love the squeakers. Yeah, they don't appreciate, you know, it's a different generation. They don't appreciate the real deep farts. You know, the girls they picked up at the Chinese restaurant, she only smiles when women fart. I've seen that. That's, a, that's the only notes they have in this entire movie. But she's really into it, it now. Yeah, she's re- she only smiles at other Asian lady farting. Um, okay, now we're getting the, okay, what was it about the whistle? Because he's struggling. Oh, draws mud. mud. I draw mud. You drew mud. That's funny. Shark. That was the 70s version of Shark. You drew mud. (laughs) Okay, now he wants the cop to do his dirty work and go bust up the frat. What in the world did this guy write? You know what I mean? If there's no script. I. I, I, Oh, well, he wrote, have you ever seen Meatballs 2? Mm-hmm. So it's like Pee Wee Herman's the bus driver. Richard Mulligan is the camp director. I'm, I'm saying in this actual film we're watching right now, uh-huh. this pretty serious dialogue. He must have written this. Yeah, like, well, I mean, technically John Landis wrote this. This is Chris Miller. <laughs> uh, this is Ivan Reifman. Who else wrote Animal House? Okay, now this guy, his name is Doug Elman Doyle. No, no, Dan Fitzgerald is the actor's name. He was in her Police Academy 5 assignment, Miami Beach. Right, yeah, they went to a convention in Miami Beach. It's the first time they they called out of the United States, so they're not from Miami Beach. That's his big movie, Everything Else You Never Heard of. Super Fuzz, maybe you've heard of. Yeah, sure, I know Super Fuzz. So this is the Losers Party? Are they doing the Losers Dance? No, this is not. That was our fish burgers dance. This yeah, is losers. a winner's party. No, it's a loser's party. They lost. They got second place. You mean in the fart contest? This isn't yeah. a fart contest. It's just the look how they're in, you know, they're not in togas, but he's in a toga. He is in a toga. It's a direct, re- oh, he's not in a toga. What am I talking about? No, he's now, the keyboard player there, right? Uh-huh. Okay. His name, where is he? Where is he? Here he is. His name is Chuck DeModica. He was the keyboard player and the singer for the band in the party scene. He he says, when the movie was finally released, I went to see it at a midnight showing in Fort Lauderdale with several friends. Besides the four of us, there were probably ten other people in the theater, not including the usher. Remember, there used to be ushers. When the movie was over, we were exiting the theater. The usher asked me if I wanted a paper bag for my head. He recognized me from the party scene. Wow. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, you were a movie usher. 
Yes, I never uh, said that to anyone. Here's more information about that viewing. It's from a different internet source. He and his okay. parents went to see the film when it came out in the area. The audience reaction is about what you'd expect. Grown popcorn, soda, and even a few tomatoes. Now, who brings a tomato? It's not the truth. Well, it's Florida. And then it tells the Usher story again. So that's his claim to fame, and he had a good night out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't wait to tell the story to your grandkids. Yeah, we went to a movie, and they threw stuff at the film, and then the guy said, do I want a paper bag? Now, a paper bag comes into this film later. It's a scene you miss. There he is. He's playing. What is he doing? Is he drunk? He's, that's... I don't know. Like, Why is it comical? It's not his personality. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Is there, are they going to tell jokes like in laughing? They'll be like doing that's 70s. Tough. Here's my impression of 1970s laughing. Dee, 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 dee. See that hey, monkey? Dave, man, Dave's not here. Oh, this. Yeah, well, that monkey was a little aggressive. Yeah, he, he yeah. grabbed her boob. This movie's horrible. Horrible. So is that V guitar. All V guitars are horrible. No, man, it's a good investment. You're going to get a lot of years of productivity with a V guitar. Now, the older the your knees hurt. In the song, there's a woman singing, and you don't see a woman in the band at all. There is no drummer. Okay, oh, now, no. the old girlfriend is going to try to talk him back into getting together, but he's like, I love my new girlfriend. What's her name? Griselda? What did you say? Griselda. Griselda. Yeah, he. I love Griselda. She doesn't talk back. All this. Oh, yeah. You remember it makes the noise, I love you. It says little catchphrases. He says... It creeps uh, back. Oh, this guy. Whoa, boobies, finally. Like, it's all farts in this movie. There's, like, no boobs. Yeah, this movie really did heavily, you know, do the nose picking and throwing up and farting and burping. It didn't go to the sex comedy like right. you would expect. So what happens now after this fart competition is over? What next, Carl? Well, uh, there will be a uh, um, party to the hospital when two people are connected. Look, see them screwing in the bathtub? That was not in the drive-in theater. Uh, okay, this film was actually popular in Australia and okay. England. In England, they don't have fraternities, and frat movies are always a hit in England. They don't have that, and they, they wish they did or something. And um, in the UK version, they showed it all, including the other scene I was talking about later, okay? So we're watching the UK version, and we're glad we are, because otherwise they oh. cut that scene out. Right. I, I think they digitally erased them from the bathtub. <laughs> oh, so that guy's a spy at night. I forget that. Yeah, you know, we see uh, a guy fell out. He goes, Chief, I'm out. No, not Chief. Dean, <laughs> Dean, they weren't. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. there he is on the other side. That's right. Yeah, he goes, uh, a guy rolls out the window and lands on him. And he, the, the guy goes, thanks for doing that. Like, you're a good night. Good night. Well, good night. <laughs> More belly dancing. Now, they, they spent $100,000 to make this film. 
That's uh, about right. That's the money in can this it was Canadian dollars. They had to change it to American. But the Canadian financers put up a hundred thousand dollars and the producers ran with it. They just went to make a quick cash in on the you know, you saw Animal House, then you see a poster for another frat house movie and you're in the mood. Right. Well, you know, part of the great things about twenty first century is that things, you know, the internet things don't disappear. Yeah. These these movies were probably meant for a drive in and gone, you know. Yeah. And then they stayed around like I remember the video box. I mean, this is total video fodder. So no, it, well, it, this this movie was a hit. It did make money. Not no, no, no. Let me back that up. This movie was a money maker for everyone involved, and that's because they only spent a hundred thousand dollars on the you know. Right. Sure. Um, it did a modestly profitable run on the drive-in circuit, and it did good money in video. Uh, and it was made for less than a hundred thousand. Less than. Have you ever? Well, actually, I, I take it back. I first watched this up until the farting contest on Tubi TV, T-U-B-I TV. Now they're stealing the big penis little boy. That they, is, they ripped the dick off. Yeah, that is, is good. The good frats are there. Tubi TV, Tubi TV has advertisements that are are interspersed throughout the movie. So you haven't experienced a farting contest that gets interrupted and then downy and game detergent commercials play. And they're like, keep away from kids. I'm like, no, keep the kids away from the farting contest. Like, yeah, um, I, I would have them eat Tide Pods all day if they don't go to them. <laughs> like, your priorities are fucked. Well, it was like Tide Pod commercials in between the farting contest. So thank you, TV for that. Thank you, they, TV. Yeah. What? Good now, night. Is, let's see. Let's see. This cop, he's uh, Tom Tully as Officer Percy from Chicago. Um, actor, writer known for the Mothman Prophecies 2002. Who finds a, who finds a friend finds a treasure in 81 and Freddy of the Jungle. I guess we don't. He doesn't have any credit that's right. like. Something you saw him on the big screen. Oh, wait. This is Animal House. Animal House. Animal House. Pluto's at the window. Now, anytime the window. a window, anytime it goes up, it's going to slam down, and that's our joke. That even happened in the general, right? Right. The general, Buster Keaton was taking a leak off the general train. <laughs> he had the window open of the compartment. When he rescued his damsel in distress, do you remember? That was the funniest scene of the movie because – Told her to be quiet, then he knocked over a table, and then he turned back to her and told her to be quiet. <laughs> you remember that scene? Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, a door, the, 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 the window cell fell down on his fingers. I don't know. It's it's in his fingers. It's supposed to be his dick, right? Oh, my mistake. And then and then his girlfriend Stinky was outside waiting for the sound. He's like, I love it. I hear when you scream when the window pane hits your urinating penis out the window. <laughs> you see, they broke off the penis and they're inspecting it now. So it's a police report, campus police police report about the missing statue. And That's they Percy it was he has a name. That's Officer Percy. Oh, my mistake. I didn't. I didn't mean. I did. I didn't say Percy per se. He was his uh, acting credits include Canadian uh, Canon camera. No, only the money was Canada. Only the money was Canada. 
This is all Florida. Okay, now they're going to, like, they've got a search warrant, and they're going to look for the uh, statue, and they have the right to be there, but somehow they're sneaking in anyway. Whose kitchen looked like that? I'll tell you after the show, Carl. It's a hint, though. I can't. I can't. Well, I, well, I, I, we've done this show for five years. I always regret what I, I dish about Montclair, New Jersey. From, okay, know, were, were they, they were from Montclair. Were they from yeah. my neck of the woods? They weren't from over by the path, Mark. No, they were, they were walking distance from your house. I'll, I'll tell you afterwards. His father was a professor. That's me! Oh, shit. Now, they, they don't drink any hard liquor here at the frat house. No, it's hard. all about beer, and then you puke up and make room. Do you remember my kitchen was uh, slanted? It was tilted? Like, if you put a baseball on the floor, it would roll a direction. I have a distinct memory of your kitchen. We shot a lot of stuff there. I shot uh, a hostage video for the show in front of your refrigerator. Uh, yeah. 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 You also got uh, electroshock therapied. That's right. Well, that kitchen table, that that should get a, an award. I think that you could go <laughs> to the Academy Museum, and it's on display, like, I see the 17,000 fish burgers sketches. Right. This kitchen table. With those gingham curtains. Yeah, the, the gingham. And the bathroom right right off of the kitchen, right? That got a lot of play, right? That oh, got... well, in Hamlet, I was sitting on the toilet. Right. Yeah. And then there was the uh, choking your chicken, the robot one. The, yeah, that was a little weird. Curled up. I made you a nice bed. It's a warm... Remember the bathtub? <laughs> right, you, you, and you. I made you a warm, and I, I, I showed you the bathtub yeah, for you, you to sleep. You meant to say I made you a warm bed, but I right. saw in your eyes. You were in the scene. I was rolling. You said I made you a warm, and you looked down. It was not a bed. It's a bathtub. So you just stop talking. I made you a warm. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh man, everything's funnier than this fucking movie. But you can't be scripted. Just whatever comes <laughs> out. I did have a chance to perform someone's bit, and uh, wrote it was really funny. And I fucked up a line. I'm like, oh well, <laughs> you know, like shit. We've been there before. Yeah. Whoa, it's beer. How did they do that, Fibber McGee? They have Fibber McGee. This is an intervention. Well, what do you mean? Well, I opened your closet and 6,000 empty beer cans fell out. Yeah, they're empty. What's the big deal? <laughs> what? It, did it hurt? No, they were empty. It would have hurt. Excuse me, ma'am. Oh, yeah. This I is love you. I'm Griselda. Oh, yeah, that's it. He's talking. You know, Officer Tully maybe is okay, right, as an actor. His stuff is a little funny. Who, Toby McGuire? <laughs> Officer Tully here. You just corrected me to say it properly. Is he Officer? Percy. Officer oh, Percy. Oh, so Percy. Percy. Right. Yeah, because you're like that cop. The guy has a name. He's been working Yellow Stream community for years. Does he? Does he, really? <laughs> it's it, He did have an IMDB entry. Okay, oh, so right. he, he comes down with the she, he's going to pop it, and then Grossout's going to call him a murderer. Oh, no, he shot it. 
Wait a minute. Hang on. He took a gun what? and he shot a boom mic. I saw the boom mic. Oh, my God. I missed it. Okay. First of all, it shot across to him, and Grossout made a perfect catch. What a good scene. But then the boom mic zoomed over to him. We don't have time, Carl. Now, this is, again, another scene we saw in Animal House. Right, yeah. A, a girl in the window. Right. It was on a ladder, not a tree, but still. Now, trading places with the gorilla suit was uh, 83. He's only he's only in a gorilla suit because there was a costume party. I doubt they said, hey, well, Schlock. John Landis made a movie called Banana Monster, a.k.a. Yeah. Schlock, and he dressed up in a gorilla suit. That was the movie, and that was the 70s film. Schlock. Yeah, yeah, it's the first film, maybe. I, I think I don't think I ever made it through it. He, he's our our Star Trek connection, Mister Schlock. Who, John Landis or Mister Schlock? From, he was from Vulcan. No, never mind me. I'm trying to be funny. It's not working. I just well, don't the, like that. It's the same thing we saw in Animal House. Like, I just, I don't know. I'm mad at this movie on a lot of levels, and I really hate that you made me watch it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's perfect. Yeah. You can you blame me? perfect for your show. Can you blame me? It's called King Frat. It's from yeah. 1979. Right, right, right. It's on YouTube, and it's the uncut version. Okay, here we go. Oh, yeah, you got to take the garters on or off. Take them off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, in Animal House, it was like she was obviously going to masturbate. Right. Well, oh. no, I saw Animal House on ABC. She was going to read a book. So she she <laughs> blinked, and then they were cut to another scene. And then he fell. Right. She looked out the window. Ah. There's a monkey. Oh, this, the TV. Uh, what do you think of those wipes? Yeah, you hate Yeah, them. the wipes. Wipe. All right, but they need a little sound effect. What do you mean? A little Tell Batman me. sound. Oh, no, it's not Tommy. It's not Tommy. That's Tommy. Who is it? Is it, uh, let's see here. There's Kevin. Oh, is it Fred? It must. Oh, it's Kevin. Maybe Kevin. It could be Kevin or Fred. Fred was the lumberjack, you said. Well, Fred was the guy who popped up to eat some of Grosshouse's food. Okay. That guy was in Nothing You Know. Super Vixens, actually. You probably know Super Vixens. Thank yeah, that's Super a Russ Meyer film. Yeah, he was in that, 75. I never saw it. Gorilla Down. I think I was going to pick that for the show, right? And we couldn't find the right version or something? You know, the ambulance is going to take him first to the costume rental shop and then to the hospital. <laughs> right. You're not appropriately dressed for the emergency room. You got to get it back by midnight, or they're going to charge you another day. Okay, now what happens is the guy struggles in pain, and so the woman like unbuttons his shirt, so he, you know, and so he's, I'm burning up, like takes the suit off, and then like he she gets on top of him to help him somehow, but his erection goes boing up into her, and he has such an erection that they are stuck. Okay, that's what's going to happen here. Wait a minute. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. so gross. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't plan this. Right. 
didn't plan it. She's trying to look, she's getting on just to try to unzip it. That's right. all. Yes. Uh, nice hairy chest. Better, right? Yes. Right. Yes. And then it goes a wang and pops right up. It just coincidentally. Oh, we got to hear the sound, right? I guess. There was no clothes involved somehow. Well, it, his erection broke through, through. Mm-hmm. his gorilla costume. And uh, through whatever co- she was, uh, you know, unconsensually pierced her. That's the point. Now, in the American version, the ambulance driver looks back, and it looks like they're doing it, but you don't see that. They cut back to him looking forward, like embarrassed, you know. But the right. UK version, look at this fake car. They cut this whole out on ABC when they aired King Pratt. <laughs> They, you never hear a fart. You hear bleep. It was a uh, Sunday, and it was it. Disney. Oh, they're looking back. Oh, so that scene was cut. Yeah, but luckily we see the UK version, so we get to see everything. Now this guy's story is: I just can't pee. Okay. Really. Yeah, and the wife is there trying to help him. Now, when I go out to the waiting room, and look, okay, she's so embarrassed that she's going to be wheeled in on a gurney up to a gorilla in a fornicating act, right? That they can't right. get out of. So I get the premise. They will put a bag over her head so she doesn't need to be embarrassed. Oh, you can see who it is. So they roll past the old couple, and the wife goes. She must be really ugly. <laughs> yeah, fucking a gorilla. Maybe we should listen to the audio at that time. At that time. Okay. So they're like, we appreciate you can't pee, but there's a real emergency. He's like, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, if he well, would just finish, it would go down. Oh, is that the thing? Or I thought he was finished. He was asleep. No, but it's 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 it, I, I, the way I used to work in my twenties was after right it came it went. I mean, it, was, it, was that consensual? It wasn't. It was an accident. It was not on either person. Nobody tricked anyone into an <laughs> unconsensual. Yeah. Cover my face, but I don't mind my boobs being out. Well, that's the weird thing. She showed her boobs in the window, got upset that someone was watching, ran down when the gorilla <laughs> fell, and she got was her so, boobs out. Yeah, got her boobs out, and then winds up having. Uh... Now, what do you think's really going on with the male actor? Right, he's a human being. I mean, they're not stuck together, but I mean, you know, right. He's getting right. a little pressure right now. I mean, it must not be a bad gig. Okay, turn on the really sound because she's going to be fun. Oh, I missed it. I missed no, it. No, no, it's coming up again. Oh, no, you're right. You missed it. You kids are I don't know if 
that's funny. But it was funny when she said, she must be really ugly. <laughs> yeah, now, I mean, that's... I thought the next joke would be, they, she would go in to help with him losing an erection, like, right? Right, Yet yeah. Would go, but they didn't do that. They just pop, they made a cork. This is just an excuse to see areolas. Well, I mean, it's like, here's the premise. She's stuck, and you need to, to physically pull her off, and you need to hold them down. So they all heard a, you know, a pop noise. Did they? There's the uh, dead dean or president. Oh, uh, they keep it because occupied. You know, there's a dead body in their frat house? Oh, yeah. Oh, and the, it's been Dave. Ben Dave. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, I, there's some first reference in a while. Yo, I love that fart contest, and sitting next to you watching Gross Out Eat just gets me turned on. Now, this running gag is she is a virgin. And so. Yeah, he, was, he was talking her up about that, the fart contest. He's like, yeah. I just came here to watch the fart contest. You know, we're sitting in the audience. <laughs> Uh-oh. That's all I got. These happy days, they go on and on. Okay, right now they're finding out that he's a virgin. And so they're going to go take care of that by bringing him to Right a now. Brothel. They're going to drive him right now in real time to a brothel. That's mm -hmm. it. We're going to Las Vegas. Well, we're going to deep Florida. Oh, they're going to Angel Beach, the, the Porkies. <laughs> Angel That's Beach, right. Florida. Yeah. You boys want the Porky special? Yes, sir. That's the Porky special is when you're with a prostitute and Porkies, and then the, the husband comes home and scares <laughs> your naked ass out. And then they're all in on the gag and they all laugh at you. Now he's trying to back out. You know, he's scared. He's like, maybe I need to wait a little. Oh, Ooh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Dennis yeah. Hopper's cameo. Was that Dave Berg from Mad Magazine, the lighter side of? I. Oh, right. Dave yeah, Berg. Right. Oh, so Hi, I'm a pretend. Uh, a pretend brothel. How can I help you? I'm here to see the pretend ma madam speaking. <laughs> Look at the awful wallpaper, my God. That's brothel wallpaper. <laughs> you yeah. No, you don't live in Florida in Angel Beach. In 80, in 79. This is um the sound studio, sound stage. That oh, yeah, it sure shows about, it. I guess. Yeah, it sure shows it. Sweet. Sweet. Holy dogs hear it. All right. So now, they diss these girls by saying... Thing. He wants something really special, and so they're like, they call up another girl to come here. Don't you think that's offensive to the, you know, Laverne and Shirley here? Yeah, well, they're 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 date masters, and they're, they're negging the uh, girls. What's this? Save a tree, eat a beaver. That's a seventies T-shirt. <laughs> Save a tree, eat a beaver. Oh, oh, that was inappropriate. He was he went immediately. I'm gonna punch you. Now, if they had a good budget, they would have put in the sound effect, honka, honka. Well, I mean, if this was a real bordello, they would have probably kicked them out. 
Right. You can't act inappropriate. Yeah, you can't handle <laughs> Right. Handle you just merchandise. respectfully pay the money. Right. Uh, the director worked on an early draft of the script for Brian De Palma's body double, but didn't receive an on-screen credit. Oh, really? The director Brian De Palma has a body double? I, I, I... Who collects scripts? Uh, more recently, this director has been editing, direct, either directing or producing episodes of the documentary TV series U.S. Marshals, The Real Story, and Breaking Vegas. So I guess he's still working today. Oh, well, that's good. He he dropped out of college, and he went to New York. He was from Ohio, and he went to New York to work as a mailboy for CBS Television. He worked his way up from gopher to editor. Eventually, became a news producer. Studied film at Columbia. Movie critic Andrew Saris. You know that yeah. name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the Village Voice. He was a, one of his professors. I don't know why that should be on his credits. Um, it's an honor. He made his promising feature debut. Yeah, but why credit? And one time I opened the door for Amy Schumer. I mean, why credit that guy on this guy's resume? Um, it implies that all the knowledge that, that that guy had went into him. Right, Sure. Uh, made a promising feature debut, director and co-writer of the supremely eerie and effective Nazi zombie horror winner, Shockwave. Oh. Anyway, in the end, he got to direct a major motion picture, and that was um, Dark Tower. Yeah, which was, well, wasn't Dark Tower like 18 books long? And the movie was a, a nice 97-minute long or 128 that movie. movie was just a shoot 'em up movie, you know? Yeah. And none of the characters had any, they were all two dimensional characters. Now, that's the virgin, right? What? She was the special one that he invited over. You see, so his heart is broken because the girl who wanted to stay a virgin really was a prostitute. Wait, so she was lying to him? She was just... Right. Yeah. Why? Why? Well, because he was special. Until no, he went to his work. It's I just special for a one second of shock on the film. Oh, look, there's young Kevin Bacon. <laughs> They're going to fuck up the frat because they stole their... Now, the uh, way they're going to provoke the frat to come over is to beat the shit out of this guy. Flash. Do they finally realize he's in the other fraternity? No, they, they've always known. I don't know the answer. I thought they always knew it, and they were, they were, you know, he just worked there to come. I don't know. Here comes a punch that doesn't make contact. I'll, I'll do the sound effect for it. Okay. All right. By the way, that's another feature of your house. You can hang it on your roof. Remember mm -hmm. that. 